Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. If you got your popcorn ready. I came out the wrong line already. And he's in the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump at me. Golly. Only the tackle of the court yard line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast with your host, Matt Bruning, back at it yet again on Wednesday, November 7th. For today's podcast, we are not going to have a long one. I am currently in the middle of writing up my top 10 RBs coming into the 2019 draft class, and it is consuming a crap ton of my time as I am trying to put together videos showing off some of their better runs and what I'm talking about, what I'm looking for in these guys, Uh, and I'd really want to get back to it as I just, in all honesty, really enjoy breaking these guys down and kind of going over their tape. I, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. I wish I got paid for as much hours and hours of YouTube videos and everything else that I've been watching, game highlights and everything of these guys trying to find all of this information. So with that being said, for today's podcast, we are going to go over some of the NFL breaking news. I've had quite a few uh, stories go down, uh, different things to compare to guys being injured, guys getting claimed off the waiver wire, free agent signings. We will break all that down in the news segment. After that, I will give you guys a quick rundown of my top 10 players at each position this week and my pick that of a uh, my pick at each position that could have a breakout this week as well. At the end of the podcast, I will go ahead and again give my Thursday night preview today just in case I don't have time to jump on before the game tomorrow and give you guys a breakdown on Thursday's podcast. More than likely, if I don't do that, I will not have a podcast out tomorrow and we'll skip right to Friday's podcast, which of course will be a preview of the full Sunday slate along with a recap of Thursday Night Football. And on top of that, I'll talk about for sure when I'm going to put out my college football podcast. May work on it a little bit tomorrow and finish it up this weekend. Uh, I really want to get that article done first so that I can really kind of reference some of uh, the finer points and some of the uh, stats and everything that I dug into for the running backs and the quarterbacks uh, because my running back article, again, will be coming 
coming out this Saturday. I hope you guys check it out. Uh, like I said, I put a lot of hard work into it. I'd really love some comments, feedback on anything you guys have to say. If there's a guy you'd like to see me break down or my opinion on, or a guy that you think should be in that top 10, uh, I, I'd love to hear back from anybody on that stuff. And so, again, I'll definitely work on getting that done, talking about my top five quarterbacks and then my top 10 running backs. And that will definitely be out at no later than sometime Saturday night. But enough about me and the college prospects. Let's get into the NFL news of the day. <clears throat> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. All right, let's start with the free agent signing. Des Bryant has signed a one-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. For fantasy, I don't see this doing much for you. Um, I have told some people that I wouldn't... I wouldn't be against you adding him on the bottom of your roster if you have room to spare or maybe you think he could do something as Des Bryant was at one time an elite wide receiver. It has been a long time since we've seen that, but it's also been a long time since we've seen him play in an offense like New Orleans, if ever. And with a quarterback like Drew Brees, I have always been a big Tony Romo supporter. Thought he was a much better quarterback than he got credit for. Uh, but Tony Romo is no Drew Brees, if, if we're all being honest with ourselves. Uh, so he is definitely, at least in my opinion, worth a stash on the bottom of your bench if you have the room. But other than that, I don't expect him to do much. I do think that a lot of this is more based on Cam Meredith just not looking good this season. I think obviously his knee might have been a little bit worse than the Saints predicted at the beginning of the season, letting him come back so quickly and doing everything he's doing. I still can't think Cam Meredith is a legit wide receiver and an explosive option, but I think he's still kind of healing and getting back from that knee injury, so I think this is more an indictment on Cam Meredith than anybody else. Um, I could actually see this hurting Traquan Smith's value as well. He had a really good game last week. Looked like he had been coming on the past couple weeks, especially after Ted Ginn went down, uh, but I do think that now Des Bryant, uh, maybe not this week, but going forward will get some looks because I think some teams will still treat him as a fairly decent red zone threat. And at that point will likely mean that Traquan Smith's coming off the field because Austin Carr is their slot wide receiver. So I don't see them moving Traquan Smith into there. And obviously I don't see Des hurting Michael Thomas's value at all. Again, I, I just don't see it. Uh, I, I, you know, if it was a team that maybe didn't have a tight end, I would see him having a lot of value. But Drew Brees, as we've seen, loves to go to Benjamin Watson and, and Benjamin Watson still getting it done, surprisingly, at the tight end position. So for right now, a stash and hope. We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't have huge hopes or, or huge expectations here for Dez in this offense. As for the player being claimed off waivers, the Vikings have claimed Lions running back Amir Abdullah off the waivers. Same thing. I really don't see this meeting much right now. Um, obviously, Amir Abdullah coming out of college out of Nebraska had a, a lot of hype built around him with the way he ran, especially when he went to Detroit. He was getting all the Barry Sanders comps and everything. Obviously, not quite not quite as good as Barry Sanders. Not many players are going to be. It's a little unfair of him. Uh, and a lot of that, too, being I just don't think he was ever built to be an every-down back. Uh, I do like the landing spot of 
uh, Minnesota, especially with the chances of Latavius Murray obviously moving on next year. He did only sign the two-year contract a couple years ago, uh, so he will be a free agent at the end of this year. Uh, Amir Abdullah, though, can also be a free agent at the end of this year. He's at the end of his rookie contract. Uh, I doubt, highly doubt that the Vikings will put any kind of franchise tag on him, obviously. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he stays with the Vikings and how much run he gets here. Dalvin Cook obviously looked very good last week in his first real game action back. Uh, the Vikings are on a bye this week, so I think that's good news for Amir Abdullah getting brought in there. It gives him a week to try and get involved in this offense. It'll be really interesting to see what he does in Week 12. For redraft leagues, I still think he is uh, just someone you need to stay away from. He's not going to bring you any value, at least in my opinion, right now. He could maybe at the end of this year, so someone to watch, uh, but right now I don't think he's worth it. In Dynasty, I think I would grab him if he's still available on the wire. Chances are he isn't because everybody knows an Amir, Amir Abdullah truther, uh, someone who still believes in his skill set and everything. So, uh, But for me, I, I, do, I would just because it's an intriguing move for me. I really do think that uh, if the Vikings uh, start playing him this year and he does good and they decide to keep him, sign him to a decent contract, uh, him and Dalvin Cook could be a very interesting one-two punch. And even on the other side of that, even if he looks even somewhat good in Minnesota, and becomes a free agent and someone else signs him to do something. Uh, we've seen him have flashes of brilliance, uh, so I would not be surprised if, if he does get another job, depending on how good he does in Minnesota. And then the last little bit of news on the day is Sam Darnold was seen in a walking boot earlier today at practice. He is dealing with a foot injury and it has already been reported that he will miss Week 10 actually think that might be some good news for the New York Jets offense. Obviously, he has been turning the ball over a shit ton. Uh, it's been a little bit ridiculous, but that was also something we talked about. Uh, I talked about my articles for Dynasty Guru last uh, offseason, and that hit, that was his biggest issue. I think a lot of people knew that, though, if, if we're being honest. He just liked to turn the ball. No, I don't think I shouldn't say like, uh, but he does turn the ball over quite a lot. He's done that quite a lot this season. Uh, Josh McCown has proven that he can be a professional quarterback. He did a good job almost leading them to the playoffs last year. I mean, the Jets looked like an actual good team with Josh McCown at quarterback last year. Uh, so he'll obviously take over the reins here for at least one week. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, jump full in on starting all your Jets players this week. Uh, I would like, obviously, if Quincy Inunua plays again, I would like starting him. Uh, and then we'll obviously we'll get into the rest of them on the game breakdowns on Friday. But just wanted to give you guys a heads up now. Darnold is out for week 10. And that will likely do it for the news today. Uh, something that happened yesterday I didn't get a chance to address. Uh, Paul Richardson was placed on the IR by the Redskins. Not a huge thing, uh, at least for redrafts, for Dynasty. Uh, if you had him, I did. Thought he'd have a really good year in Washington. He's obviously done for the year, uh, and Maurice Harris, I, I know we talked about him on Monday's podcast. He's definitely someone to look at picking up to replace him. So for my rankings for Week 10, uh, as I talked about in my article, again, this it'll be up on the FLA blog tomorrow morning. Uh, you can obviously look for it there. Uh, I will tweet it out once it is published. You can, if you can follow me at SportsFanaticMB on Twitter, I will tweet it out. The Fantasy Life app will tweet it out. The Fantasy Life blog will tweet it out. Again, not just my stuff. You can get on there and find all of our great writers' content. Uh, but this, this article will come out tomorrow. Uh, my top 10, as I discuss in it, uh, not really a lot of surprises this week. We've got four teams on a bye. The Baltimore Ravens, Denver Broncos, 
the Houston Texans and the Minnesota Vikings. So all four of those teams really have some fairly decent uh, options that are all taken off the table, mostly quarterbacks, at least two quarterbacks, a couple wide receivers, running backs, Phillip Lindsay, Dalvin Cook, obviously huge, or Latavius Murray too, Baltimore and Houston's, in my opinion, are not that good, obviously losing a top wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins and even Emmanuel Sanders for the Broncos, who's been a top option this year, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, so we're talking a lot of actually really good players going on by this week, so there's a lot of uh, chalk, I guess would be the way to put it, if you were thinking, you know, you're your uh, March Madness tournaments. There's going to be a lot of chalk going this week based on my projections and everything. Still a lot of good matchups uh, and some a couple surprises, I think, going along the way. Again, I, I'm only going to give you guys my top 10, uh, but if you want to check out the full rankings, get on the FLA blog on Medium. So at quarterback, number one, we have no should be no surprise is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, this is actually his first time being number one overall for me. I've always had him in the top three, but never number one. Uh, but I just don't see how he's not this week against a uh, poor Arizona team. Uh, while their secondary is very good, uh, the rest of their defense, at least in my opinion, is not. Their offense is not. Uh, I do expect them to not necessarily turn the ball over, but I don't see them scoring a lot and just going to keep giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and this offense, and we've seen what they can do with one flick of his wrist and literally in 30 seconds score a touchdown with multiple players. Number two, I have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they are going up against the Miami Dolphins. I think that they're going to be pretty pissed off this week after that game Sunday night. I think he has a good game. Carson Wentz at three. Got the Cowboys this week again. The Cowboys defense has been very good. Uh, but just seeing what Marcus Mariota did to them on Monday night, I have full faith in Carson Wentz to get it done for you this week. Number four, Matt Ryan, because Matt Ryan has actually been a top three quarterback all year long. Uh, really since week one, he has been on fire. I think that streak continues this week of him just being an elite option number five I have Tom Brady uh them going up against the Titans here uh, I do like the Titans defense a little bit but Tom Brady has kind of struggled the past few weeks not putting up a whole lot of points I think he bounces back this week number six uh Cam Newton again Thursday night against the Steelers that's a huge game a uh, big game for both teams obviously the Steelers needed a little bit more than the Panthers do uh, but I do like the uh how the Steelers defense has been playing better, I guess should be the way I, I should put it. Uh, but I just like Cam Newton in this offense more. I think they're going to be able to score some points. I love Christian McCaffrey uh, and his matchups this week, I think, are huge. Uh, again, this this linebacking core has just not been the same uh, since the injury to Shazier last year. Uh, and I just they really have not fully recovered from that. I think Christian McCaffrey, along with Cam Newton, are going to have a game Thursday. And it's probably the best Thursday game we've had all season to, to top that. Number seven, I have Ryan Fitzmagic himself coming in. Uh, again, I just think dude, this dude, yeah, he struggled the first half last week and then just bounced back and had a huge game against that Panthers defense. Uh, and that's exactly what I expect him to do this week as well against the Redskins, especially because their secondary can be had a little little bit more than their running defense, even though their their rush defense got beat up a little bit this week by the Falcons. Number eight, I have Jared Goff. Uh, you know, I really don't think anything else has to be said except for Sean McVay. 
Dude knows how to scheme it. Number nine, Ben Roethlisberger, as I just talked about. A huge game Thursday night. The Steelers need this win while they have control of the AFC North right now. Uh, it is extremely tight between them, the Ravens, and the Bengals. Even though they have the uh, the one up on both the Bengals and Baltimore because they beat them, you still they got to keep winning. And so this is a huge game for them. I think Big Ben comes out slinging. And then number ten, I have Russell Wilson. Uh, he's been running it a little bit more, and that's really kind of been coming through for him in fantasy. That's exactly what you need if you're a fantasy owner is him to run the ball more. Uh, and he's slowly been increasing his rushes each week. I expect that to continue. Uh, and then my guy that I have uh, for a breakout is Alex Smith. Uh, so my projections got him in at 16, actually, with still 21 points on the day, which is a good day. Going up against the Tampa Bay defense while his offense has just been shot to shit in losing multiple offensive linemen and receivers. Uh, this Tampa Bay defense has just been so bad. I expect Alex Smith to have a big day. That being said, we are talking about Alex Smith here, so I would not be surprised if he scored you 12 points. Uh, you know, just have to throw that disclaimer in there because we are talking about Alex Smith. For my running backs, number one, should be no surprise, I have Todd Gurley. Number two, Saquon Barkley. He's going up against uh, the, oh man, I just lost it. 49ers, uh, sorry about that, 49ers on Monday night. I expect him to have a huge game here against the 49ers. Number three, I have Christian McCaffrey, as we just talked about, going up against the Steelers. Number four, Zeke Elliott. Um, I am a little bit worried about this one. So my projections had him up this high, but the more digging you do into this, he does uh, do a decent job against this Philly defense in the past. He's never scored a touchdown. Uh, my projections had him with about 22 points, and to do that, you got to score some touchdowns, Zeke. Uh, but I do think he's finally able to get that monkey off of his back this week, which is why I have him so high. Number five, Melvin Gordon. Uh, since week one, there's only been one player who's outscored him at the running back position. That would be Todd Gurley. Uh, he's just been scoring touchdowns. He's been ridiculously good all season long. I've got him up there at five. Number six, Alvin Kamara. I can make a uh, case for him to be up at five, uh, but I do think that he's got a little bit of a tougher matchup here against the uh, the Bengals, who have at times uh, played very good defense, uh, so I've got him down at six. Number seven, James White. Again, Patriots, Titans, going to be a good game going up against their old coach, or old coach, one of their old defensive coaches in Mike Rabel, who has been there uh, definitely and played there as well. I do think that they're going to be able to get up on the Titans fairly easily here. Number eight, I have James Conner. Uh, as we talked about on yesterday's podcast, it uh, doesn't seem like Le'Veon Bell is coming back anytime soon. I expect James Conner to just continue to get the workload. Even if Bell comes back, I don't see him getting the full-time job back anymore as good as Conner has been. Uh, and I think that the uh, the Panthers' defense can be had a little bit here. I do worry a little bit uh, because their linebacking core and their uh, defensive line can be legit with short, keekly Davis, I mean, these guys are awesome. Uh, so I would not be surprised if they shut Connor down, but uh, with what he does in the receiving game as well, I feel fairly confident he's going to give you the points you need to stay up there in that top 10. Number nine, I got Kareem Hunt again. Arizona, uh, they are a decent defense, and I do expect them to get a little bit of pressure on Patrick Mahomes, but with what he does in the receiving game, there's just no way he's not going to get you the points you need. Uh, and then number 10, I have Deion Lewis. Um, 
One of the reasons I'm a little worried about Deion Lewis in this game uh, is they are going up against the Patriots. Obviously, Bill Belichick was a person who really kind of made Deion Lewis who he was. He had bounced around to multiple different teams, was dealing with injuries throughout the first start of his career, uh, then gets to the Patriots and just becomes this household name because of Bill Belichick. I do think that Belichick probably could shut him down if he wanted to, uh, but I have him that high because Derrick Henry sucks, and I do think Deion Lewis is going to get a bulk of the carries and the catches here, uh, and I just expect him to be able to score and put up some points on uh, what I think is a weak New England defense. And then my breakout outside the top 12 is Aaron Jones. Uh, Again, I do think uh, he's... Ben beating himself up on Twitter and in interviews on that fumble in the fourth quarter. I think he comes out with a vengeance. Hopefully, Mike McCarthy finally gets that stick out his ass and starts playing Aaron Jones. Uh, Again, the guy's been averaging over five yards a carry. He's been the best back in the backfield. I really do think that they're going to start giving him the ball on a more consistent basis. And I think that that starts this week against Miami. For my wide receivers, again, a lot of chalk here. Odell, I have as my number one. Love Odell. I really do think that they're going to be able to get after this 49ers secondary here. Uh, Their pass rush isn't the greatest, so I do think, although Eli does like to throw the ball away, even if there's a hint of somebody getting close to him lately, I do think that he'll be able to get the ball to Odell. I hope that I'm assuming and hoping that they have some things worked out over their bye week this last week, and uh, they're going to come out, and I think, and win here against the 49ers. Number two, I have Michael Thomas following very closely up with the week he had last week as he just balled out. Again, good matchup this week for the Saints. I expect him to get the ball quite often. Number three, Devontae Adams. As I talked about earlier, I, I do think Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are going to be pissed, and I think they're going to whoop up on the Dolphins this week and uh, just kind of take out all their frustrations on them. Number four, Antonio Brown. Thursday night, uh, Juju has started to kind of fall off a little bit here uh, while Antonio Brown's not necessarily getting a lot of the yards that he usually gets. He's scoring touchdowns. I expect that to happen here. Uh, The one thing on this uh, Carolina team that does not scare me is their secondary. Number five, Robert Woods. Bobbert, I expect him to have a good game for the Rams. I like the matchup he has this week. Against the Seahawks, I expect a lot of the coverages to shift toward Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup, leaving Bobbert Woods getting a lot of run. Number six, I have Julio. I expect him to actually score again this week and just continue to eat up defenses like he has been all year long going up against the Cleveland Browns. Denzel Ward. Still hurt with the hip, so I doubt he shadows Julio Jones. So again, huge day coming for Julio, I think. Number seven, Tyree Kill. Again, great matchup against Arizona. I don't think Patrick Peterson covers him or uh, shadows him. He will be on him from time to time, but Tyree Kill, one t- one play, he's gone to the house. Number eight, Julian Edelman. Again, I just expect them to beat up on the Titans, and he is Brady's go-to guy. Number nine, Tyler Boyd. I expect him to step up now with A.J. Green being out. He's already proven to be a wide receiver one, and now, in my opinion, he's the only game in town. And number 10, Brandon Cooks. Uh, Again, Seattle with the Rams. Whenever they're shifting coverages to Robert Woods, I do think that that Brandon Cooks is going to be able to get a couple good plays in here. Uh, I actually have all three of the Rams wide receivers in my top. 
top 12. So I guess that really tells you what I think about the Seahawks secondary. And my guy outside the top 12 that I'm picking to have a breakout game again is Josh Gordon. I think he's going to do it two weeks in a row. And so last but not least for my tight ends, Travis Kelsey, my number one for very obvious reasons. He is the best tight end in fantasy right now. Number two, little George Kittle. Uh, for I mean, he's just been legit. Nick Mullins is getting a start here on Monday night. They obviously had a great connection. I expect that to continue. Number three, Zach Ertz. He has been awesome all year long. Uh, Carson Wentz, is he's been one of Carson Wentz's favorite targets. I do think Golden Tate might start eating into his... Uh, his targets uh, here a little bit, but for right now, I feel safe putting him up there at three this week. Number four, Greg Olson, uh, for the exact reason why number five is Vance McDonald. Both of these teams struggle against the tight end, so I expect both these guys to have big games on Thursday night. Number six, O.J. Howard. Uh, he has just been awesome with Fitzpatrick or Jameis uh, again. A lot of people talk about tight ends. It takes at least a year, sometimes two, to break out in offenses. He had a good, had showed flashes last year, but he has really come on this year. Number seven, David Njoku. Uh, the Falcons linebackers and their safeties don't scare me here. I do expect Njoku to get a lion's share of the targets. Uh, as I do expect Baker Mayfield to get pressured quite often here, I'd expect them to kind of start getting some dumps off, dump offs to David and Joku, and kind of feed him and get him back into an in- integral part of this offense. Number eight, Jimmy Graham, mostly just because I expect him to score some touchdowns this week for the Packers. Number nine, Eric Ebron. The Colts are back off a of bye, and I expect Ebron to continue dominating as he has done almost all year. And then number 10, Austin Hoopa, because, well, the Browns can't cover tight ends as we saw last week. And, well, that's who the Falcons are playing, and they've already lost Kirksey for the year now, or for the rest of the year. So I expect Austin Hoopa to have a good game. And my guy outside the top 12 to come through for you in a surprise game is Evan Ingram on Monday night against the 49ers. So, really quickly, my Thursday night preview before we sign off here for the day. The 6-2 Carolina Panthers going up against the 5-2-1 Pittsburgh Steelers and Heinz Field. The Steelers are being given the 66% chance to win it, and they are three-point favorites. For the Panthers, again, I think it's just you've got to start your guys, in, or at least Cam and Christian McCaffrey. I think both these guys have great games here again. I really think this is actually going to be somewhat of an offensive shootout. Uh, This is by far the best game we've had on Thursday night, probably all year long. Um, I like just the matchups here. Pittsburgh's defense has been improving. They've been looking better over the past few weeks. Uh, But so is Cam in this offense, man. I think the Panthers and Cam Newton are some of the most underrated. They're the most underrated team right now. Uh, Not many people are talking about them, maybe because of how good... New Orleans has looked, and then obviously the Rams uh, in the NFC, but New Orleans in their division has kind of taken some of the shine off what Carolina's been doing. They've been awesome all year so far, and I really expect them to come out swinging in this game. Uh, I don't expect Devin Funches to have a huge game here again. Uh, I really don't expect DJ Moore to have a huge game either. If I had to pick one of those two, I would start Funches uh, just because I like his red zone uh, his red zone chances here to score a touchdown. But again, Greg Olson, uh, I do think is kind of the best receiving option to play. I think he's got the best matchup against those linebackers. Uh, and I would love to see a little bit more of Curtis Samuel in this game. I hope that they play him a little bit more out of the slot role uh, because 
when they've done it, he's just scored touchdowns. He looked great last week. I don't remember exactly what week it was. A, a few weeks back, they had him play a, a run a play just like that, and he scored as well. He's just so fast. He's he's hard to cover. He's almost like their version of Tyree Kill. Why he doesn't get enough run with them, I have no idea. And then for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So obviously you're starting Big Ben, James Conner, Antonio Brown. You likely have to start Juju. Um, I don't imagine you've got many more players better than him. Uh, I do expect all of them to have decent days here. Juju does worry me a little bit. He has started to kind of fall off, uh, mostly in the scoring department. He's still getting you know upwards of five to seven catches a game, and he's still putting up fairly decent yards, anywhere from 40 to 100, if not more. Uh, but the touchdowns is really what's kind of put him over the top, at least at the beginning of the year. Again, I had him picked. Uh, to be the the best wide receiver on this team and outscore Brown. He's about 30 points behind Brown now because Brown's just getting targeted and, and scoring in the red zone and near the red zone again. It, it just seems like a little bit of a role reversal here. Uh, Juju's getting a lot of catches and yards in between the 20s, but then when they start getting closer to the red zone, it's all Brown, uh, which obviously if you're a Brown owner, you love because you're getting those six points, uh, but Juju's kind of, it looks like kind of having to do all the hard and dirty work here over the middle. And then uh, Vance McDonald, I expect to have a good game as well. Uh, Much like I talked about last week in the Panthers and the Buccaneers game uh, where I said you need to start O.J. Howard because this linebacking core is just, it it just doesn't do a good job covering tight ends. Uh, Their best guy there obviously is Luke Keekley, but he does such a good job at like blowing up runs and pressuring quarterbacks and just doing everything in the defensive game. Most of the time they don't use him to cover tight ends. They use him as almost like an all-around weapon, kind of getting all over the field. Uh, and I expect him to continue doing that, kind of trying to cause all kinds of hell for Ben Roethlisberger in that running game. And it's going to leave Vance McDonald open. O.J. Howard just torched them last week when they started coming back. Uh, got two touchdowns and 15 50 yards. He was he was awesome for him, uh, and I expect Vance McDonald to be able to do that same thing here with the Steelers going up against them. Uh, I actually have the Panthers winning this game close, 27 to 24. Uh, and again, I expect all of your fantasy guys to come through for you, and I do expect it to be a really good game. So that is unfortunately going to do it for our podcast today. I apologize for it being a about 30 minutes shorter than usual. Again, got a lot of writing stuff going on. I uh, really want to get this stuff done uh, as we're really getting close to the end of the college season here. And, and it's, a, it's a lot of work, guys. And uh, so it's it's been eating up a lot more of my time than I expected. And then, of course, the 9 to 5 has been eating up a lot of my time, a lot more than I expected as well, unfortunately. But as I always say, got to pay the bills somehow, and unfortunately, that's what pays the bills at the moment. So again, I will try and jump on again tomorrow, and and just in case there's any breaking news with any of the players in the game tomorrow, any surprise injuries or anything like that. But just in case I can't, I wanted to put my put this in here today, so you guys have it going forward for Thursday night, kind of get you guys an idea of who I like and who I don't like. Uh, again, I will have a, a college thing out no later than Saturday night. Uh, I will probably work some on it tomorrow and then finish up Saturday. And then obviously we'll be back again Friday for the full Sunday slate and then the recap of the Thursday night football game. So, again, if I don't talk to you guys tomorrow, enjoy the Thursday night game. Hope it, hope all you guys who have players going, they score a crap ton of points for you and kick your weeks off in the right direction as we get closer 
and closer to the fantasy playoffs, guys, including Week 10 here. We have four weeks left. It's it's almost here, and it's so bittersweet. It's so nice to think, hey, man, we're almost in the playoffs. Could be getting closer to winning that cache. Uh, but we're almost over with the with the football season, and that just just fucking sucks. And then we're about to just jump into a long, cold winter of nothingness, and I hate it. But we're not going to dwell on that right now. We'll worry about that more as that crap comes closer. So if I don't talk to you guys tomorrow, I will talk to you guys again on Friday. Enjoy the game Thursday night. Peace. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line ready. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Over the tackle at the 40-yard line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. I can.